Bring it. Blog Talk Radio. Another two lit Tuesdays right here on Indie Fire with your girl Nakia. I am so excited to be here with you guys this evening. Still tired as I was yesterday evening, and it's what this Tuesday? Yes, but it's two lit Tuesdays. So, and then I have some very very special guests here with me this evening. So they're gonna keep me alert and excited. Um, so I'll be all right. I'll be all right tonight. But I want to just briefly recap last night's show talk about Thursday night show and and what's going to go on on Friday and then jump into this interview because I love these guests this evening. I really do. I, I love all my guests, but I really love these guests that are on tonight. Shout out to Melo Makes Music. You guys, I don't know. I'm really feeling him. I don't know. I don't know. We're going to get him on the show. He keeps fighting me, but we're going to get him on the show. Um, that's disposable that you hear in the background. Last night, if you missed it, we had hip-hop musician uh, Nels, the artist on the show uh, from New York, uh, by way, uh, I should say from California, by way of New York. Yes, if you missed that episode, you got to check it out. It's available on iHeart Radio, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, all those good spots. Coming up on Thursday, we had a we had a monkey wrench thrown at us this morning. Uh, Billboard's chart-topping artist Hydrogen was supposed to be here, but um, not sure what happened. But nevertheless, we had to flip some things around, and now we have singer-songwriter and award-winning author Ross Victory is going to be here on Thursday, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, all right, out of Southern California. I think he was supposed to be here on next Tuesday, but now he's going to be here on Thursday because he has a new single that's dropping on Friday. We make it happen. All right, guys? And then on Friday the 19th, it's like National Wine Day or Wine Lovers Day or Wine Drinkers Day. One of those, but you know how I do when it comes to wine. So we have to, we got to talk about it, right? We got to talk about it. So, um, yeah, we'll be here 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Friday to talk about, um, National Wine Drinkers Day or Wine Lovers Day or something to do with wine. We'll be here. <laughs> all right? So if you cannot make them all, please, please, please do not miss them all. Okay? All right? <laughs> Good enough. Release date, February 19th, 2021. Stockholm, Sweden. Story, Metal Trio, Pressure. Y'all, y'all recognize the name? You know what I'm talking about now? Yeah? 
Okay, all right, get excited. They are uh, delighted to be delivering yet again uh, another riveting and mesmerizing track from their up-and-coming album. Right from the opening, laughter and guitar riffs from the heavy guitars, the song just keeps your ears at attention and wanting more. Olaf's growling but clear tone just grabs and brings you inside the track. This single release is from the trio's up-and-coming album, which will be self-released sometime late April, early May. The latest single from Pressure continues to express the ins and outs of life's pressures. This particular track relays the message of how society perceives people. The man centered in the song is strong within himself. The track pushes the genre of music Pressure intends it to, which they are calling story metal. Story metal combines characteristics of traditional heavy metal with elements of melodic rock, with a little of focus on the vocals. The beat varies as the mood of the song is written to reflect a true experience, challenge, emotion, or occasion. That's the quote from Simon Forsell. The term story metal was first used in 2020 by the Swedish story metal band Pressure, who plays story metal with three guitars and recorded drums and bass. Story Metal definitely describes the concept of their songs and for the up-and-coming album. The work of the melodic rock band hailing from Stockholm, Sweden, often focuses and embraces the pressure felt from everyday existence. Their lyrics ably demonstrating that there are two sides to every story, the good and the bad. Every song has a double meaning, and they truly see music as a tool to handle the different pressures thrown at us from the modern world. Angie Fire, I welcome back to you, our listening Thank audience. Thank you very much. Story Meadow. Glad to be here. The Swedish trio. <laughs> Thank you. Hello. Pressure. to let everybody know what's going on but we had some we had some issues with our trophies guys this is also our 2020 best rock song or these are also our 2020 best rock song winners pressure all right yeah. we had some issues <laughs> yeah. with our Thank our award. um they they were delivered um here to us um and all of them had to be sent back because um, indie fire is spelled a little differently than your typical word fire is. Yet it all it means I Y A, not F I Y A H, not F I R E. And even though we proved what was sent in um, for every single trophy, twenty three trophies, we proved the F I Y A. They came to us as F I R E. A huge typographical error. So they all had to be sent back and they all had to be um, fixed. So I'm now waiting for them to come back to me so that I can get them all distributed out to our winners. So that's the hold up because you guys should have had them last week. 
So once I get them back to me, then I'll get them out to everyone. But, yes, these are our 2020 Best Rock Song winners right here. I mean, you're going to hear the track in case you've been under a rock somewhere and you might have missed um, the winning song for Best Rock Song. You'll get to hear it tonight, the album version. (laughs) All right? I just wanted to put that out there in case some of you guys may not, you know, know what's going on with the trophies. There you have it. And if you may, you you might have missed their interview with us last year. So we're going to just pedal backwards a little bit and give you a, a better introduction of the band Pressure. And then fast forward and, and bring you up to speed as to what's been going on with them since we had them on the show last year. All right. So, guys, how how did you all meet, form the band Pressure? Yeah, um, we all met, uh, not uh, at once. It was actually Emil and Simon who met uh, met up first. So I, I think uh, Emil could start the, the story about uh, how Simon and he uh, met. So, okay. Um, so me and Simon, we met a long time back, actually. It's... Um, is it more than 10 years? 12, 10, 12 years, something, Simon. Uh, uh, 13, I think. Th- 13, oh. <laughs> Don't mention the number. Anyhow. No. <clears throat> um, it, it was uh, <laughs> me. I was... <laughs> I, was <laughs> I had... Uh, I'm uh, actually a jazz uh, saxophonist player in, in the, in the be- from the beginning. And uh, I've started to play uh, guitar, and I played for a year or so by myself. And uh, I met this uh, friend of mine uh, that uh, told me, well, Emil, you need to go and try this uh, guitar teacher that I have. He's really a cool guy, and yeah, I, I think he sort of uh, fits uh, your liking. So um, I went there, and... Uh, Da-da! There was Simon. So Simon was my uh, guitar teacher from the beginning. And uh, we could sort of uh, uh, played for a little bit more than half a year. Uh, and then um, Simon uh, inv- uh, inv- um, invited me to one of his parties. And... Uh, we sort of got along there and had a lot of fun. And uh, in the middle of this thing, he tells me, Emil, uh, you know, we you, you need to go out and play. And I don't remember if it was, he asked me first a few weeks before this, and it was this night. He then afterwards told me, Emil, uh, we have a gig uh, in one of my bands in two weeks, and um, the bass player is not available. You can play bass. And I, are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> I never <laughs> held the bass in my life. So oh, wow. he, me, me and him, we had a long uh, uh, talk and uh, more or less uh, rehearsed 24-7 for two weeks to learn all the songs. And after this, uh, uh, Simon thought it was a good idea to uh, bring me into this band, uh, but playing guitar instead. Uh, 
in, in this case, we could sort of uh, broaden the repertoire using songs that sort of require two uh, guitars. And uh, me and Simon, we were playing in sort of the cover uh, field for many, many, many years, playing at weddings, parties, uh, clubs, uh, company parties, private birthdays and whatever for over 10 years. And I think it's uh, Simon's turn to take over here. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, brilliant. No, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I must say that when when, uh, when I got email to my one of my parties, it's one of my famous or infamous um, uh, barbecue parties. Um, it, it's a lot of fun, a lot of people, and what happens there stays there. And so, <laughs> uh, except, and, and except I, I found someone records it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I have I have leverage on on uh, a lot of them on movies. Uh, so uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's good thing. That's one of the the reasons why I got Emil to play it in the first place. Uh, no, <laughs> uh, no. The, the, uh, um, always good to have leverage on the, your bandmates. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. Uh, the um, uh, then I always get what I want. <laughs> uh, no, uh, the um, uh, just a good good tip for everyone. Uh, the, the the fun thing we we toured all over Sweden. We played this parties, as Emil said. We 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 played all over it. But after ten years, and we you know the the, the cover scene and the party scene, you're, you're playing the same songs over and over again. And we have played like we did so many gigs, and we got a bit. Not tired, but but a bit. Um, it was like a, a normal work, and we, we lost a bit of our creativity. So we actually right. thought that okay, uh, we we need to change it up to, to put in another gear. So I started rearranging all the songs, and I started to make them heavier. And I, after that, I oh no, that, this is not enough. So I started rewriting the lyrics, translating them, putting them into Swedish, and I started changing the melodies, and I started shaping everything, and. Yeah, we we have changed a lot of people in the band uh, during the years, and um, at this time I was actually singing, and that's not so good. <clears throat> uh, so we <laughs> thought that we we should uh, be having a real front man, a real lead singer, and um, uh, so I could just do my solo parts instead. Uh, yeah, me, me and my guitar, we're, we're very close. <laughs> Don't tell anyone. Um, and then um, we, um, we actually started looking with, we said, uh, okay, let, let's do this. Let's find the right person who can really bring out the message here. So we started, we, 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 we did uh, auditions. We auditioned a lot of people, actually. And, but nah, not that one. Oh, not that one. Uh, and, and we were very picky. And it it was always that me and Emil, after we had left, the person went out and we were, mm, yeah, okay, next one. <laughs> and, and then, and then one day, uh, in came a strange fellow. His name was Olof. Uh, and um, what did you think happened there, Olof? Yeah, you want me to take over. 
Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I was uh, searching for a new band to play in, and uh, my goal, uh, not goal maybe, but I, I was really fine with playing uh, covers. So first when they put the ad out, they uh, told me in the ad that yeah, we're searching for somebody to do the front. We're doing a little bit of covers, and uh, we arranged them a little bit. Um, and I listened to one of the clips, and I thought, yeah, this is something different. Is it good? Is it bad? I don't know yet, but let's go and meet them. So... I went there, and uh, suddenly there, there's a guy opening the door, and I think, who is he? What's he doing here? And he said, ah, you're the singer? And I said, yeah. And I thought, how can you know? Because you're not one of the guys that I'm going to meet. Uh, that was because the <laughs> picture that I saw was of Simon when he was uh, yeah, 100 kilos heavier than he was when he opened the door. I didn't recognize oh, wow. him at all. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, and they brought me in, and um, we did uh, we did uh, the gig and uh, or the audition, and uh, I got home to my wife, and she asked me, "All right, Olaf, how did it went?" And I said, "To be honest, I have no idea. I met these two really nice, crazy guys." Um, they do uh, they do covers that they, they have taken rock and pop songs and they translated them into Swedish but they don't sing about what the songs are about there's a totally different meaning um, so so you recognize the song but you don't you 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 know I heard this song but everything is wrong <laughs> kind of feeling but but in a good way so, so I, I, I have to, I have to sleep over this because this is kind of could be one of the best things that I do, or it could be mm-hmm. the most crazy, stupid thing to do. And I thought uh, when I woke up, of course I'm going to try it out. If uh, if it's the most crazy thing I do, well, let's do it. And if it's the best let's thing, do I don't yeah. want to. Uh, yeah. So, so that's when. Um, when I joined the band, and then how we formed pressure. When I when I met the guys, the band's name was actually Crow, and um, we didn't think much about that that day when uh, or, or the following weeks when I started rehearsing with them, and we started uh, playing all of their songs and doing some changes with the key. Uh, I'm I'm a pain in ass in that way. They always have to change the key, maybe yeah. not only once, three or <laughs> twice. <laughs> When they started learning the song bar, yeah, you now it sounds good. But if we change the key even one half step, you know, this tone will be even better. Listen to this. And they are right. And they were actually really nice guys. Yeah, we can do that. That sounds good. So thank you, guys. <laughs> um, but then um, when we, uh, we played together for maybe half a year, we said we, we should record one or two of the songs and put them on Spotify because when we're going to search for gigs, it would be really good to have some of the songs out there so people know that, all right, this is really how you sound and a good sound, not only for the rehearsal studio where you think everything sounds meh. 
So we yeah. we started to um, record uh, some of our songs, and uh, in that process, we we had one song we said, but maybe this is a little bit too too uh, look alike like the original. Let's try and do something else with the uh, with the riffs, and let's try to do something else with the melodies. And when we when we were finished, we listened to the song and said, "There's nothing left, uh, nothing at all. Not the tempo, not the riffs, not the melody, uh, not the lyrics, since we translated it into Swedish to to be something totally different. Uh, it was." nothing like uh, like the original song so we said and and when we when we recorded it and listened to it we said this is so much better than all of the other stuff we're doing so why not try to do songs totally on our own and simon said yes i have a few drafts maybe 50 of them uh, but i can show you a few <laughs> and and that's where we uh, where we started to um to do our own music, uh, Simon uh, normally always has a draft or two or fifty, and um, <laughs> he shows them to us. And um, uh, he, he do, yeah. You can tell them more about what you do, Simon. But in that process, we um, we also started with thinking of the name uh, Crow Show. Is that really what we are, Crow Show? And uh, when we had a few songs and we, we go, went over the lyrics, uh, we thought everything that we write about is different kind of pressures, good ones mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, uh, bad mm-hmm. ones. And uh, we put a lot of uh, our mind into the lyrics, uh, like you, when you did your fantastic presentation of us, where you can interpret the song in normally two different ways, a good one or a bad one. So the pressure doesn't have mm-hmm. to be good. It could also be right. bad, uh, depending on, on the listener and how you interpret the song. Uh, so we said, why not call us what we write about? Different kinds of pressures from society, from friends, from your loved ones, from yourself. Um, and, and that's how we came up with the name Pressure. Uh, that was the the start of pressure and uh, yeah yeah uh, Olaf you know you know the name Crow Show it was I was singing so you can do the math there <laughs> <laughs> but you do really good backup singing my friend <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 perhaps so yeah I love how, and maybe because you've probably been doing this for so long, how you can, kind of like the ping pong effect, how you so eloquently can bounce from each member to collectively tell your story to from from beginning to end to incorporate every single aspect of how you started and then you know, you you come to this culmination of how you are where you are now. Um, I love it. I love it. Because there are so many dysfunctional bands right now. And I, I mean dysfunctional probably in a good, bad way. They They can't, they're not unified at all. They can get on stage and perform and make it look lovely. 
but to sit down in an interview, they they can't. You go ahead and answer that. No, you you answer that. No, I got it. I got it. No, I'm gonna grab this question. No, they can't collectively come together and and make that sound as eloquently as you guys did. Um, and I don't know if it's you know if it's because you have the longevity together, if you've rehearsed it so many times, if you have a script in front of you. I don't know what it is, but you guys did that so perfectly. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you. I know a lot of fans, you know, um, the duos that can take a lot of pointers from you guys. That was perfect. That was perfect. Um, do you, um, are you, do you, do you have any bands, famous bands that influence your musical style? I know when I first heard about you all, I don't even remember now how, how I found out about you or how you found out about the show, but you had that um, title, the, you know, melodic rock band. And I, 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 you know, wanted to dig deep, you know, how you came up with that title. But now story metal is what you are going by now. But And, and I know there may not be a lot of bands who are going by story metal, but um, are there any rock bands or, you know, soft metal bands, or if that's even a, a term, soft metal? I don't, I know hard metal and heavy metal, but I don't know if soft metal is one. But are there any bands that have influenced your musical style? The, yeah, um, the, 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 yeah, go ahead, Simon. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, the uh, actually, the the term story metal um, is we we kind of invented that. Uh, we I love we it. wanted to <laughs> we, we we wanted to do something different than uh, all the other heavy metal bands out there. Um, and we have a couple of really large differences, but one of the the uh, largest things that we that we have come to be is that we actually um, I I collect stories. Uh, I'm I'm doing I'm listening to a lot of people. I'm talking to a lot of people. I'm uh, doing a lot of things myself. I'm I'm saying if you want to write songs about life you have to dare to live life you have to dare yeah. to put yourself yeah. in a situation that you need to uh, face your fears face your demons you you have to how could i how can i write a song about a real passion if you haven't felt that passion uh, mm. if, if, do you know if you know a passion a passion cannot say if a passion is good or bad a passion is an urge to do something mm-hmm. you need to do that you, you, you're driven by a passion and if you haven't felt the passion how could you write about the passion mm. uh, or if you so so you, and that comes to every little story that i do i have actually a little book that i collect stories story ideas and i usually do the the drafts for the songs that's that's all i say there is a lot of music in my head, and I I I go into a, like a kind of trance-like state when I write. I get an idea, I get a quote, I get a story, I get a, a emotion, I get something. Okay, I need to do this, and I get uh, a little bit in my head, and I just pick up the guitar and I start writing, and no one can talk to me. It's, it's <laughs> impossible. You can you can say. Uh, Whole school, uh, cl- a class of children screaming, and I would, oh, I don't care. 
I'm writing my song now. Uh, and um, the um, the thing is that I usually write a song in like two or three hours uh, from start to bottom. I, and, and then I do I do it all. I, I record drums, bass, guitars, vocals, everything. Um, and the and here comes the answer to your question. I know that was a bit long, uh, but the um, that's me. <laughs> um, always <laughs> babbling too much. Uh, the, um, the, the the thing is that I actually get my inspiration and motivation to write and play and do the story metal thing from so many different artists and from myself and from the guys and from everyone that tells me a story or let me experience something. And the the meaning of the song is like, if you take a band like ACDC or uh, Guns N' Roses or something like that, you can, you can, you can hear on their sound, you can hear this is a typical ACDC song. But on pressure, we try to reflect the pressure that we write about in each song. So one song can be really funky, almost like a rock and roll song. Next one is a really hard-hitting crash metal song. And the third one is a soft power ballad from the 80s kind of song. So we, we don't put ourselves in a typical style. We get impressed by the mood of the pressure that we write about. So that's why we ah, say okay. we cannot say we cannot say that we take inspiration from Queen or Iron Maiden or Megadeth. We take inspiration from the mood of the pressure that we write about. That's the meaning okay. of story metal. It... Okay. Now, now you you've mentioned that you. I've heard you say you, Simon, a lot um, when it comes to, to the writing and the creative um, process um, of a lot of the music. But um, is there a collaborative effort when it comes to the creative process oh, yeah. and the writing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we, we usually do. When I have done the drafts and show them to the guys, sometimes they say, okay, we cannot say this. And we just put them in the trash can or something like that. But if we agree that this is a good song, um, we often, I leave my draft to, to Olaf. He rewrites uh, the lyrics to fit his style. He, he kind of interviews me what I really mean, because when I have, you know, flow written a thing, then it can be very clear for me, but for, not for anyone else. <laughs> so he takes the song, he refines it, he he changes the key, always changes the key, and and sometimes the tempo and uh, yeah, and he does a, a lot of harmonies. He do, does some rephrasings, and then leave it back to me. And we, I, I re-record the drafts, and we do this a couple of times. Emil is always uh, doing, reviewing our work. Oh, can't you do this? This uh, needs more uh, passion. This needs more. Uh, people won't understand this and this and this. So uh, we uh, and and we listen to that. And so so each song has their own elements, and the, we have all have our own part in the song. So that's really important. Um, uh, most of the ideas are from me. The the refinement process and the, the creative way of pressure, that's all, uh, all of us. 
before we get into your first track, um, I want to see what the answer to this question is going to be. Maybe it's going to be the the song that we're going to play. On which of your songs do you think that you have delivered your best performance so far from either an emotional or a technical point of view? Um, in uh, oh that, that 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 depends on on the day actually uh, which song I should uh, should say but if I say technically uh, I think it's uh, from from uh, the singing uh, beaten but not dead because it's uh, pretty high key for me and uh, I'm exhausted every time I've done the song. Uh, really exhausted uh, but emotionally uh, I think it's uh, a song that we haven't released yet that is uh, Where Are You Now uh, it's also in uh, we have uh, recorded in, in German uh, and in Swedish uh, and that's, uh, that's uh, the power ballad that Simon uh, spoke about uh, that will be released on our album. Uh, that's a really emotional song. Uh, I had a friend of mine that lost his child in uh, cancer uh, almost uh, by the time that we, when we were in the middle of the recording of that song. So for me, it was really emotional to uh, to record that that song. And I don't know about you guys, Emil. Would you would would you give your answer? I uh, I think it's sort of um, I mean this creation process has uh, been quite a long time now, and I think uh, my focus and the view have changed over time. I mean uh, the favorites sort of have gone from one to another and then back again, uh, but. I think, uh, let's say, technically, I would say it's also a song that is not, uh, which will be on the album as well. Uh, Emotionally, uh, I think, ah, it's 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 hard, but I I like Beaten there as well, actually. Uh, but there are so many of them. I like all our songs, all, all of our songs. <laughs> but uh, good answer. But, uh, I would say uh, <laughs> mm, <yeah. laughs> so. This uh, up and coming, no, uh, no one can hear you. Is uh, I think is uh, one of the toughest uh, technically that we do uh, for my part at this time. Um, what do you say, uh, Simon? Uh, okay, if you say all of them, I have to say none. Then they're just bad. <laughs> no, no, okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't listen to us. Uh, uh, reverse psychology. Does that work? Yeah. yeah I don't know. Uh, okay. This, this is so, why you're not uh, the frontman, Simon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> Someone should gag me. Uh, no, okay. The um, I I I I have so many, I have so strong connections to to the songs as I have personal experiences with each and every story behind them. But if as for I'm feeling right now, it's it should be our 
our next and upcoming single, actually, the song What You See is What You Get. Ta-da! Because Ta-da! That's the song. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I won the prize. Aha! Uh-huh. You won the prize! <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You see, I should talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so since we're about to, I'm about to play this track, Simon, talk to the listening audience. Um, What was the creative process like for what you see? The creative process for what you see was that I'm uh, so many of my friends and close ones has been uh, t- talking to me about that this that you i have a dream to do something and they are really good at it it could be like they are good at uh, singing or they could be good at uh, um doing something creative or or something completely different that they do or sometimes they they have ideas that they want to do something they have the means but they but that's not normal you cannot do that what you, you you shouldn't be able to to give up that kind of thing just to do this or so the song is actually about uh, how society and uh, peer pressure puts you into something that we all call a normal person a normal individual uh, and we pressure we don't think that a normal person exists each and every person, each and every individual are unique and have their own dreams and their own capabilities. And they should go for that because that's the only way to be true happy uh, and just challenge the normality. Just stand up and say, what you see is what you get. This is me. Accept me for who I am with all the flaws because I am unique. And you should see that, and you should accept that, because I am beautiful for what I am. This is what I see. And and uh, as I got this, I had wanted to, to write this for a long, long time. Uh, and when what set it off, actually, was uh, when when I sat and I had this in in my head, and I and did a warm-up exercise on my guitar and suddenly I found the um, the riff for the song. But, oh, what is this? And suddenly, oh, but it connects with this and the, the puzzle fell through. Boosh! And, and I went into this trance state. And this uh, song is actually one of the songs that took us least time to record because we were really happy wow. with everything and and Olaf just he, he just nailed it he, he um, listened to it and I think this was one of the songs that you didn't change the key of <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that, that's uh, correct and I didn't change the melody either uh, we, we took it but we, we had one problem with this song and it was when yes, we should yes. translate it into English I think I think ah. I did 10 versions of it because we couldn't set the mood right. We didn't get the lyrics to fit the rhythm. Uh, we explained too much of it in, into the song, so there was no room for interpretation. 
So we did a few recordings that we thought, oh, this is good, uh, but maybe not that sentence, and then not that sentence either, and not that sentence either, and we re we did it a few times. And when when I recorded it, we had the whole song recorded and it was finished, and I took it home and listened to it, and I rehearsed it like for a live uh, live performance, and I I called Simon. Uh, a week later and I told him Simon please don't kill me but I know I can record this song much better than than it's recorded because now we have set the lyrics uh, for 100% and now I've been practicing for it for a week so now I can do it with a more feeling and uh, and as a nice guy Simon said it yeah all right then we record it once more <laughs> so, so we did <laughs> The, the well, I want to go ahead and, and play it for the yeah. listening audience. If you guys will go ahead and introduce your track, what you see to our listening audience. All right. Everybody, get ready to listen to, are you with me, guys? What you see yes. is what you, see. See. What you get is what you get. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
Oh my gosh. Guys, if you're just tuning in, you are live right here on Envy Fire with your girl Nikia and Swedish Story Metal Trio Pressure. See, you know what? I got to stop. As much as I wanted to have rock bands and heavy metal bands on the show for the month of February, it was not a good idea. I mean, it was a great idea, but it wasn't a good idea. Like, I'm supposed to be stress-free, like, for the next month um, because I have to have a, a cardiac procedure um, the middle of March. And so me up here jumping around and slamming stuff around like I'm at some heavy metal concert wasn't a good idea tonight because now I'm, I'm out of breath. Like, I'm, I'm over here out of breath, and my assistant is looking at me like I'm crazy. But this song right here, you know, if you embody the lyrics from what I could understand, I mean – I couldn't understand much because I was in another zone. But if you just embody the representation <laughs> of what Simon explained in the beginning of the song, you know, it's it's kind of like what he said, you know, take me for, for who I am. And if you can't, then screw you. You know what I'm saying? That's kind of the representation that I took from the song. You know, and I don't know who it is that who, who did the wicked laugh, but, you know, when you hear that, um, that laughter, it just kind of ignites you even more. And then the guitar solo, you know, in the middle, that amps you up even more. So, like, my adrenaline is pumping and my blood pressure is probably too high right now. Like, I just need to calm down. Woo! And exhale. Oh, my gosh. What did you guys think about what you see? I loved it. I, I really liked uh, Anumer. Like, I got to say that with, you know, all types of exquisiteness, you know, to make sure that I say it correctly. I really <laughs> love that track. But I really love what you see is what you get because that's how I kind of live life. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't I don't conform to anyone's standards of how they feel that Nakia should be, that I walk to the beat of my own drum. So what you see is what you get is pretty much how I live life. And so that song right there just kind of, yeah, I can see myself waking up to that, getting my cardio on in the morning. Yeah. I love it, guys. I love it. Now, that drops on Friday the 19th. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. that's correct. Yeah, that's correct. Yes. Yes. So you guys heard it here. Well, I don't know if you heard it here first, but you heard it on Indy Fire first. Yes, I love it. I love it. I love it. I do. All right. Now that my heart rate is down. Whew. All right. With you guys being in Sweden, and, you know, us over here in the United States, how do you feel that the internet has impacted the music industry? Yeah. Um, uh, if I start, uh, it's Olaf speaking. If you haven't heard uh, who's who yet, um, I think it's impacted the industry in both good and and uh, bad ways. Uh, like normally, every major change do. Um, the the good thing about uh, the internet is that uh, it's uh, it's possible for everybody to put uh, put your music out there and 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 do recordings and and everything kind of, uh, and that's kind of one of the bad things also. <laughs> but but everybody's yeah, yeah. really got the opportunity and 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 to to do something and you don't have. Uh, really rich to do it and you don't have to have people that um, that uh, believe in you and say it's okay you can be your own master kind of what you see what you see song over there um, but uh, one of the 
the sad things is uh, when you release an album, you don't release an album normally in, in the old-fashioned way where you have a hard copy of it. And I can, could miss a little bit of, of that thing. You can do uh, print hard copies, but normally not very many people will, uh, will buy them. What's your opinion, guys? Should you start, Simon? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the um, I think um, uh, I agree with you, and uh, the I I want to add the um, there, there's a lot of noise out there right now. Uh, if you take uh, one of the streaming platforms that's really popular, Spotify. They release over 40,000 songs a day there. And um, to break through that noise, you have to have a good deal of luck. You have to have a good deal of skill. But you also have to have some angle. And there is, there is so much work to be done that's not music-related nowadays. Uh, and I think that there is um, a lot of good musicians who drowns. And there's a lot of really bad musicians that get heard. Okay, yeah, I'm a bit uh, in that direction right now, but okay. There is, um, there's a lot of bad things out there and uh, bad loops, bad uh, performances. And some uh, of the industry, that they, they try to put like fake people out there. They care more about their looks, their image, and the music part, they get fixed in the studio. They get, um, they get uh, voice corrected. Uh, they, get, they have a ghost musician play for them and everything. Uh, so I would say that internet is really good for a skilled young or old musician who wants to get their music out to their close ones, to their, to, for, for a, uh, to 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 uh, really um, realize how, that uh, you can make your dream come true, but to make it as a musician today, you have to do so much more than this, and you have to do put on more work than the eighty or ninety heavy metal acts uh, done, because they have okay. If we get played by Headbangers Ball on MTV, that's what that's it. Nowadays, um, you, you you cannot do that. So so we have to work uh, all around the the clock. You have to be visible in every social media. You have to respond to every little thing. Yes. Because you yes. never know who sees what, so, and and we struggle with that all day long. So yeah, yes. yeah, it's it's a bit. Um, that's my two cents. <laughs> Emil, do you have anything to add? <laughs> uh, anything to add on top of that? Um, I guess I think it maybe is harder to make a living on playing music nowadays than before. Um, because, uh, I mean, this has always come up when you talk to musicians. Oh, we don't earn any money. But uh, regarding, I mean, what you can sort of retrieve from from the streaming part is sort of uh, uh, it's nothing basically it's impossible mm -hmm. to make a living on that it's not even it's not even a tenth of what you need it's it's far less right. uh, 
so I, I think all the music records they actually ignore that income because it, it's it's too too little. Uh, so that's kind of from a pro- professional point of view, it has to come from somewhere else, uh, which basically is uh, go out and play live, and that, as you know, is impossible right now. Impossible uh, right now, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but as uh, Olaf already touched, it's much easier for people to actually do something. You don't need very expensive equipment to record something yourself. It's possible by yourself to um, publish things on the streaming sites uh, by yourself. Uh, so, I mean, in that part, I think it's it, it's really nice. Uh so uh, and also the other thing is, I mean, it's easy in so many ways. I think to kind of learn the practical parts of playing music today with with the internet. I mean, when when we were kids, <laughs> you had to, I mean, check magazines and whatever. How do you you know go buy a book and. But today you have YouTube, right? <laughs> so right, right. in that hand, and that's a, that's a really good thing. I mean, uh, you never stop evolving, and now it's even easier uh, to sort of get inspiration and uh, advance your skills because there are so many talented people everywhere, and they share. Uh, so that I think is a really good thing. That's my two cents. <laughs> All right, so I'm actually going to end the show with um, Anumer, but I want to ask, since since you're kind of giving your two cents, um, and as seasoned um, musicians, you know, and professionals in this industry, if there is, you know, an aspiring artist who is listening right now and they've heard, you know, your music, they've listened to your bio, they're just kind of intrigued about this story metal that, you know, you guys have pretty much invented the style of your own. And this aspiring artist saying, you know, hey, I'm into rock. I got a few tracks of my own, you know, and um, I love everything about pressure. I love what they stand for. I love what they're putting out to their listening audience. You know, I love the fact that they have embodied um, something, this this idea of, of taking um, life as it comes, the good and the bad, and realizing that, you know, the pressure of everyday life, you know, we have to take it as it comes. Um, we see um, the good and the bad, and, and we just take it as it is, and we just kind of run with it, and, and I love what they stand for, um, but I'm a musician. I'm kind of struggling. I don't know the next step that I need to take, um, but I know I need to do something. What piece of advice or pieces of advice can you offer to this aspiring young artist? Um, yeah, you you can do a lot of of different things to to try to to uh, get out there. Uh, of course, you like I said, you have to have passion for what you do uh, and. Uh, and dare to be original, not to fit into what everybody else thinks you should do. Uh, believe in yourself, um, and and then you have to do a little bit what Simon and Emil uh, said as well. Working a lot at social media, networking, talking to people, 
uh, don't be uh, too afraid that somebody will steal your ID or music because yes, that could happen. Uh, but if you don't talk with people working and show them w- what you're up to, uh, I, I think it's really hard to get somewhere. Um, and uh, Emil, do you have any thoughts? I think uh, the most important thing, and it's sort of an easy answer, I think, but don't try to be somebody else. It's easy to say, but it's impossible because if you're trying to be somebody else, somebody else is always going to be better at it. So, I mean, do what you like, what you think is good. If nobody likes it, then, well, too bad, but you can't sort of pretend. Uh, and, uh, I mean, that, that's how, how, how it works. You, you, you can't pretend something. You need to believe in yourself. Simon? Yeah, and yeah, yeah, and the, the and I would also say that that when you write from yourself, write uh, when you write music, lyrics or whatever, uh, don't uh, sit down and think about I'm going to write about something that you do not know or have any connections with. Write from your own experience. Write about your own memories feelings, your close ones, um, because then you will have a true connection and that will be easier to reflect on your instrument or in your voice. Collect emotions. When you stump your toe very hard into your uh, wall, stop for a second and just remember, okay, this is pain. And when you need pain on the stage, you just... uh, Take that memory. You, you just, okay, stump toe, stump toe. And then you get pain. And you get pain mm-hmm. to reflect on the instrument. Collect emotions. Do that. And you will get an emotion bank that you can reflect back on your music. That would be uh, my advice. Mm. Amazing words of, of wisdom and advice. And guys, like I always say, when we have the guests on the show and they drop these gems, Don't just sit on them. Soak up everything that they um, give you and and not only make them applicable to your careers as music artists, but apply them to your lives overall um, because they can be beneficial, you know, to you in every aspect of your life. Um, I thank Simon and Olaf and Emil for joining me this evening all the way from Sweden, some of my most favorite uh, gentlemen. I love these guys dearly. Um, I love their music. Um, I want to go ahead and open the floor up to you if you want to get any shout-outs in. Um, most definitely drop all of your um, social media links because uh, you know that's how people keep in contact nowadays. Um, and so that anyone who's listening live can get in contact with you guys or anyone who comes back and listens to one of the many, many playback shows if they're interested in linking with you guys in any way, purchasing your music. Um, they do have all of that contact information to get in contact with you guys. The floor is now yours. All right, Simon, hit it. Perfect. Yeah, uh, you can um, uh, always find, find us in uh, uh, on pressure.band. Uh, that's our home site, the homepage, and uh, there is links there to all of the social media and streaming platforms that we are on. 
Um, and um, if you want to search for us on Instagram or Facebook or YouTube, uh, just uh, search for Pressure Sweden in one uh, word and you'll find us. Um, so, um, and we hope to hear from you. I, as I said before, we write from stories. So if you have a story that you want to, to be told, reach out. Perhaps we can make a song of it. Awesome. I love it. And guys, this right here. Oh, oh, oh. Make sure that you're right back here. Thursday night, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We will have singer-songwriter out of Southern California, uh, Ross Victory, here with us. Yes. This right here, I'm going to leave you with our 2020 best pop song, <laughs> Anu Amir. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> You guys have a good night and stay safe over there in Sweden. I hope to meet you and see you guys soon so we can rock out on the stage. I didn't forget. I didn't forget. I'm looking forward to it. That sounds yeah. great. So do we. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>